Hello and welcome to the second annual Game of the Year Nespod Award Ceremony something. I don't have a script for this. Yeah. I'm just talking. <laughs> You're crushing it already. Yeah. As we did last year, um, what we do is we kind of like we we scrape together all of the scraps of of the of the cooking that we've done this year. We put it in a big old bowl and we make a real big beefer of a fruit cake <laughs> and we say this is the best slice of the fruit cake. Um, happy holidays. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, something. so what we, what we do is we, we, we both are for this one, we're going to choose one runner up and then one like favorite game of the year. And instead of saying like, oh, we talked about it so good and it was so funny. Ha ha ha. We're going to talk about it as if they are real games that did come out. And a lot of this is just going to come off the top of the dome. So we don't really know what we're going to be talking about either. Yeah. We're both also just... Uh, I uh, to kind of set the tone here. Um, I'm not feeling super well today. I don't know about you, Nate, but also I'm just like exhausted. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get just pure bullshit from me. Stream of consciousness, yeah. sleepy brain. Yeah, yeah. No, I just ate a big bowl of uh, gumbo from Cadoba, oh, and I'm ready to. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Ready to fucking go. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is your first episode. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Also, it shouldn't be. We're going to be talking about episodes we've done earlier in the year. So just at least listen to last week's. That's fine. Like, yeah, yeah. You have you have fifty two episodes to get caught up on. It's twenty twenty. You're not doing anything. The frozen yogurt <laughs> shop is closed now. Um, <laughs> so without further ado or poo poo, let's go with uh, Cam. You have your games at least chosen out. So let's go yeah. with you first. <laughs> My runner up, a favorite game of twenty twenty that this cursed slash blessed robot has given us is hitman the tiger electronics collection episode one eye of the tiger um, i forgot about this created completely. uh with our good good pal brock wilbur um if you don't remember the premise of this one i don't blame you we made this like i think pre-pandemic it basically was a hitman game that is also like a collection of tiger electronics micro games and the the pitch was you know hey what if the episodic nature of hitman was also done for you know tiger electronics and they mailed you each game piece by piece for like each right. different step of the assassination process how could i forget this game this wonderful game it's so bad um, <laughs> i just think the idea and honestly the balls of anybody to just be like fuck you we're making not only an episodic game which people have shown that they fucking hate for no reason Mm -hmm. the the balls of like we're making it tiger electronics and it's going to be fucking mailed to you through the postal service i i I will say the reason that this did not make my number one slot is because uh, i am now out of batteries right yeah watch batteries all my watches are empty right (laughs) right so like i and i can't go to walmart to get more of them i'm trying to you know not go outside be around people as much so right yeah if i spent a little bit more time with this i probably would have bumped it up maybe the number one spot who knows um right but uh i i i think the most impressive thing about this was the wild twist that you figure out about like three-fourths of the way through where another player is actually receiving these at the same time and you are both competing for the assassination job 
<laughs> yeah, it was a real big twist that these Tiger Electronics had Wi-Fi in them yeah. um, the whole time. And you didn't need to put your password in. It just, just, it just your knew. Password. It just fucking knew. Uh, this is why all those fucking batteries went out. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. But uh, I, I think my favorite of the micro games, uh, my top three definitely would be the one where you hide the guard's body in the closet. I thought that one was super fun and engaging. Um, I really, really liked the one immediately after that where you put on the guard's uniform and you like spend another extra game just making sure your cap is on straight. I thought that was super making cool. Making sure the cap is on. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and then also the one, uh, I don't want to spoil too much for y'all, but the one towards the end where you're getting ready to throw the fire axe across the hallway I thought that was pretty fucking cool. And of course, uh, when you get all, uh, it, it came bi-weekly, so there yeah. was 28 mm -hmm. of them by the end of the year, yeah. um, and you hook them all together into a big suitcase, and then you throw that into the ocean, yes. and you never see it again. <laughs> yes. So that was that was pretty cool of them. I did like the Gary Busey one. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. It's just a simple one-button game where you just keep um, stabbing Gary Busey over and over again. Yeah, and it was pretty cool that, like, if you didn't play that at the right time, it just won't turn on. No, exactly, exactly. Um, kind of, yeah. like, hinting back to their, like, elusive target things that they did. I thought that was a nice little touch that they kind of added their own little twist on it. Yeah, landmark career vo vocal performance from Charles Martinet. Um, it yeah, was a shame yeah. that they had to, like, compress it down, and it didn't really even sound like anything. But yeah, it was, like, one bit. <laughs> yeah, to get him to to get him to show up to do Gary Busey's, which they honestly look a lot like each other now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> um, to get Gary Busey's voice in there, just for it to sound like, <laughs> at the end of it when you stab him, you know? It's uh, it's the it's the decadence that we uh, that we're used to from this Hitman franchise, yeah. this rich franchise mm -hmm. where they send you Tiger Electronics, Tiger Electronics back from the dead. Yeah. Um, to Shout kill. Outs. Yeah. IO Interactive really just fucking putting a shitload of money into this, apparently. Yeah. No, you just hook them all together. And then before you yeet it into the ocean, there's a uh, there's one game that you have to play with all of them at the same time yeah, laid yeah. out on in front of you. Yeah. It's actually um, like a, a map that shows you. uh God, I was about to say where to kill an actual human being, but yes, no, I mean, it, 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 it is, it is cool. that Great. it is explicitly that, um, you go and hit a man at the end of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And episode one, I think I have the tiger. Did we say that we were going to kill Charlie Sheen in the first one or something? Fucking probably. Okay. He deserves it. It's fine. Charlie Sheen, Charles Martinet. It's all just a disguise. Yes. It's all just a, yeah. And at the end, Hitman takes his mask off. And that that hitman the whole time, it was Lassie. The oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Again, Charles Martinet, um, <laughs> the voice of a generation, voice of a long dead dog, um, <laughs> named Lassie. Yeah, yeah. You get bonus points if you throw the whole fucking thing down the well at the end of it too, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. It it and it'll it'll Wi-Fi back the points to your mm. uh to your Microsoft account. Yeah, and that was that was that one. Yeah, I'm I I'm out of jokes for this one. It's your turn now. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> so and like just like this was done in late February, and I was gonna stop you and say, "Can we definitely did this one last year?" But we did. We did not. <laughs> no, I had to go back and check. I really enjoyed the uh, salacious and decadent and at times disgusting experience of contra hard corn mm, yeah yeah contra hard corn of course was the video game that was contra but it was a cooking game what you did was you were 
um, Bimmy and Jimmy from another game that was those were not in Contra, but yep. you are Bimmy and Jimmy <laughs> and you're running through the jungle. You could climb up a tree and get a coconut and throw it at an alien or shove it down the alien's throat. Uh, and then you 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 take it apart. And then what I really thought was really cool was the the realistic mini game. I wouldn't even call it a mini game of cooking, but you just cook like you would for like a real meal. So for like two hours, you're just like separating bones from a, from a yeah. carcass. You're going to the store and getting like the correct potatoes. That's a lot. That was, I loved that mission. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really cool touch that like really brought in the Contra flavor to that whole experience where you actually couldn't turn on your oven until you killed enough aliens to find the flamethrower power up. Ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, the pilot light uh, yep. power up. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, you need to stay there and watch it cook. And so it was mm -hmm. it was it was just a bold choice of them to have a, a four hour. I would call it maxi game in mm -hmm. the in the uh, in the middle of there. And and every time you had to cook something, you had to do it in real time, which I thought was a bold choice. And it was very uh, gritty and realistic. Yeah. Chomping yeah. that uh, that uh, Red Dead 2 flavor. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I, I did also like really enjoy my time with it. Um. I thought the story, you know, was a little rushed, but I mean, what can you do if, you know, most of the game is just sitting staring at a stove? Um, but I, I am looking forward to the additional cuisines they're adding in their Gourmet of the Year edition uh, next year <laughs> that they've announced. Um, I think that's yes. going to be pretty cool. Um, the addition of France in general, I think, is going to do a whole lot of good, you know, for this game. Um, I think the uh the uh the inclusion as well of the uh, italy dlc that was kind of announced and released a little bit earlier this year i thought was pretty cool um where you can get like extra points by killing the enemies uh by just throwing them against the wall and saying that they're done <laughs> yeah. yep and of course the dlc like playable character of albert dente was really right. nice with yeah, that as yeah. well that's a cool touch um, al dente was very good um getting the fire for uh, like your pizzas in the in the in the Italy DLC. I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. Just spending like a long time getting the fire to be like impossibly hot. I think the the ending to the game might have been my favorite part about it. Where you know up until this point, you know you're like you're like you know fighting to kind of like stay alive, keep your strength up to like you know fight off the alien menace, and then you get to the end and you have one last meal to cook. And I thought it was like this really cool like almost like inspired by a lot of like the Metal Gear boss fights where and you could just risk like your strength and intentionally make a bad mood and feed it to the alien queen and she just fucking dies. I thought that was such a cool thing that they added. And then you you free you can free the world of mm -hmm. the alien menace. Right. Um and of course, you know, you're the only person cooking unless you do the uh I mean it of course it came with a uh like a buddy pass so that you and a friend could play, mm -hmm. but you did have to make like a seven course meal at the end, so it was basically like a destiny raid. Yeah, that's um, pretty cool. Where you literally have to like get your your like mise en place ready. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, make your bisques. Um, I have run out of food words <laughs> that I know. <laughs> App apples. <laughs> yeah, the fact that like the entire final map took if you like zoomed out, I thought it was really cool that like that entire almost like raid layer was it just looked like a kitchen. Like it had these like different little buildings and layouts and everything. And I thought that was kind of a, a neat little touch there. And you can kind of mess with things a little bit further on. Like say you don't want to, you know, hold on to the flamethrower. You could just shoot it uh, like it looks like you're off course. But that fire, you know, is going to travel and eventually hit maybe hit the stove down the line and just kind of save you time a little bit later on. 
yeah, a lot of speed run strats, um, which famously you can't do with cooking. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah. it, was, it was it was impressive. Bold move. Bold choice. Yeah. No, the ice cream maker, you mm-hmm. know, it, it, it brought a lot of like chopped flavor to this where, you know, the blast chiller weapon. I was very, very impressed with that. Oh, fuck. The shopkeeper Guy Fieri. That was an awesome cameo. Yes, of course. Like I was super, super into that shit. Guy, F- <laughs> he, he had the flamethrower. Of he course, did. Guy yeah, Fieri of course. Yeah. The flamethrower. He's, he's, he's the funky Kong of Contra. Everybody knows that. I've always said that. Yeah. And right. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we're finally saying. Yeah, it. I'm glad somebody's listening. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So it may be it may not be everybody's favorite game of the year because of the sort of the tedium. But like I said, in in um, Red Dead Redemption 2, you had to skin a bear for like 14 minutes every time you kill a fucking bear <laughs> and you had to clean your gun and you had to go eat horse tonic or whatever the fuck that game yeah. was about. <laughs> and so with this, it was it was nice and realistic. And um, I really enjoyed uh charles martinet reprising his role uh of ham sandwich from the previous contra cooking mm-hmm. game yeah it was really touching and beautiful it got a huge pop out of me when it when it, when he appeared and i had to have that huge pop to have with the meal anyway but um <laughs> i'm an idiot okay Nate. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no him his ham sandwich you know uh it really was a it was a it was a tearjerker yeah i couldn't fucking believe like going into that last round he actually like is he like I mean, spoilers, obviously, but like his sacrifice to make sure that like the final stove burner was lit, I thought was just it it was lit. Um, yeah, it, it was yes. it was just a really powerful moment. Um, reminded me of a lot of uh, stuff you'd see in like a Mass Effect series for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's the spirit that you add, you know, your spirit points to that meal and then you feed it to the alien and you either kill them with the food or you assassinate them uh, later after you put them in a food coma. OK, I'm out of jokes for this one. You. <laughs> And you did eat ass in the end if you got the good ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Nate. So so those are our um our runner ups for uh game of the year. Okay, so a couple of a couple of uh of people have said what their favorite game was on Twitter. They tweeted us at, at the NES pod. Um DJ underscore Stormageddon did mention that our first person uh Kirby game was amazing. Mm. And I really did enjoy the kind of the horrified looks of the of of the beings that you suck into your mouth right. as they as they enter you. It it really made you feel like Kirby because you couldn't see what you were becoming, but they could see everything. You know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't. <laughs> and then at the very end, you get it's. It was a lot like um the end of Inside. Mm, uh, yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. like the end of Inside at the end of that game. And a second game that a, a viewer said that they enjoyed it, Aaron underscore Moeller said that um, on one of our live shows, we did make a um, a Spyro mm, remake yeah. that was kind of a, a mech game with relationship. Basically Evangelion. Yes, it was a, it was basically a cheerier Evangelion. But instead of your moms being the souls of the robot, it was just random cartoon dinosaurs and, and dragons from yeah. uh, from fiction. Um, and it brought a real like fire emblem three houses um situation with that um and i thought that was that was really cool not my kind of game the relationship building kind of thing but you know sometimes i'm surprised like Mm -hmm. there was bobby bloodborne's big game hunter bloodborne's inside story i really enjoyed that game um that we made as well and shredder's dream made that or we did that one as well and i i you know i was surprised by that the fact that it wasn't like outwardly a spyro game i thought was very cool um it's something that you just kind of had to infer a little bit later on because you know the mechs are like spyro is definitely like an acronym um 
I thought that was that was pretty rad. Um, it was a lot like near. Yeah, that way. totally, totally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was a it was like a neat neat touch, neat twist. We need more mech games, and I was happy to see that uh, one decided to be as weird as they all should be, in my opinion. So that is. I'm just like looking at the list of our games, Super Monkey Ball in Dr. Bad Boon's Mean T9 Machine. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and of course, you know, everybody loved Peppa Pig like a pig a lot. That is our most yeah. listened to episode. Somehow. And I don't I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Were y'all just searching Peppa Pig on podcast services everywhere? Like, <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should we just start a Peppa Pig rewatch podcast writing that down now? I mean, if that's what we got to do for clout, I'll fucking do it. It's a pig, so it's bacon, so it's clot, actually. <laughs> Shut uh, the fuck up. <laughs> so that is going to do it for our runners up for uh, this game of the year thing. So we are going to take a quick break and come back at you with our favorite games of the year. I'm going to edit this out, but trending on Twitter is super gonorrhea, and I got to look at that in a second. <laughs> look yeah. at that now. Super gonorrhea is our next video game, actually. It's a, it's a sequel to Gonorrhea GT. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, holy shit, we're back oh, from Brig. You, you didn't think we were going to be back, but we are here for our game of the year made by the new entertainment system and so cam you went first last time mm. so why don't you give us your game of the year yeah so i think looking back there's only kind of one clear choice if you know me at all um and that was personal pan persona um created with our good pal michael hyam um this was a, a wild thing where they decided to you know give the persona series to yoko taro um and it was kind of this cool like stadia sort of integrated thing where you like signed in with your google account and then right. you received like communications in real time which i thought was like super neat i think the coolest thing about like i mean i i just love to see a game especially this year you know like not be something that i can just dump a shitload of time into and then it's just done you know the fact that this one yeah. you know was real time you had to like you know wait for texts and emails from people and all of that stuff i thought that was super neat um i it, it was just it, it made this year go a lot better for me for sure i thought the character of papa john as the villain was super super well fleshed out like honestly it felt like he was a completely real person like the entire time, which I, I thought was like a really cool touch of them. Uh, the the twist at the end, you know, where you think you have instituted a change of heart into uh, Papa John, but uh, he actually was faking it and then left everywhere and decided to move to TikTok to rebuild his clout. I thought that was a neat, interesting thing. Um, it's, it's wild that that character you know became bigger than even the game himself like i remember people talking about them like on the news like he was this real person like the whole fucking really good viral marketing totally yeah. totally the whole bit about oh he ate 40 pizzas in 30 days or whatever like that like iconic line from the game the fact that that was something day of reckoning that got picked up by everybody and just exploded i thought was like a really fun thing uh, that i don't mm -hmm. think anybody really saw happening yoko taro man yeah, no, he's he's out there fucking crushing it still. To make a game that follows you everywhere, mm -hmm. sort of like a Otome game yeah. where you are, you're messaging characters and stuff, but it's all within the app of itself, right? So there's a little bit of a disconnect there because if you go to your home screen, 
that's not your like in universe home screen right but with um personal pen persona mm-hmm. you literally get an email from their name was chibata i think uh you get a me- from your teammate chibata you get a message like hey we need your help right now we're dealing with like a like the the meat lovers boss of course everybody should know the, the right, meat lovers yeah. boss by now and so you have to jack into the pizone and you need to go and fight <laughs> you need to go and fight the meat lover um pizza it, it was a lot like pokemon go in that mm-hmm. respect too where it knew where you were yeah um so it kind of built things around that it would serve you specific ads on your youtube that would like you know tell you to get back in the game or give you updates on missions that your teammates did yeah i thought that was really creative as well yeah yeah i I completely agree i thought obviously spoilers but uh the twist that i've eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days um pizza actually is an acronym um i thought that was like cool as like a okay you know you've got to go through and figure i'm not going to spoil what the acronym is we all know what it is right Um, we we all know we all know yes but i i thought it was really cool that a lot of that game is you just browsing around the internet trying to find those pizzas so that your team can eventually use them against him to get the like good secret ending right yeah the the secret ending which i I mean it it is the canonical ending um that that feeds into the scramble Mm, sequel yeah i really did enjoy um the different kind of enemies and bosses the green peppers the pepperonis yeah i'm i'm really i'm really looking forward to see what they do with uh personal pan persona scramble um where they introduce like breakfast pizzas as a concept i think that would be very neat yeah absolutely you know your breakfast pizzas with your bacon and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah just an entirely other different flavor of enemies and different challenges you have to deal with i'm very excited about that um i i felt like you know just the entire time it, it like it, it was really cool to just knowing Yoko Taro, I wonder if this is like purely intentional, but this was, you know, just my experience with it. But like, I wonder if seeing everybody just clown on this Papa John character, like he's a real shitty dude on the internet, just like I would go to Twitter and just see people like, oh, 40 pizzas in 30 days, ha ha ha. Like, I wonder if the real like social links were us bonding with our friends by just clowning on things that are ridiculous and like not just bringing the characters in the game together but us as a people like as a world together against pure pure oven baked evil yeah um the the better ingredients were the friends that we made along the way um to make the better pizza that's right um and i did like the little kind of you know almost konami code ask cheat code where if you do order 30 pizzas to your house and you get the receipts in your gmail like you will get a little bit of a buff you get Mm -hmm. a little bit of a delc um situation and you know the the online dunking on um john schneider or whatever his name is in real life uh it reminded me of the end of persona 5 where everyone is like i do believe in pepperoni exactly yeah cheese um this is a this is an unbelievable flavor but you know what i do believe in it um and then Papa John was, you know, expelled from the Pizone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for what's next. Um, hopefully, you know, they keep Yoko Taro at the helm. Um, again, big shout outs to Michael Hyam for helping us kind of do whatever the fuck we did with that. That was a fucking wild episode. Yoko Taro games have are, are always dripping with style and like they have like such great titles. And I really liked, you know, personal pan persona i am chow and chow art yep. i mm-hmm. um, was i was really impressed yeah, with uh absolutely. with that as the tagline yeah so that is that's your number one game of the year and it really you know 
it makes sense yeah i'm a persona fan i love pizza it's great again shout out for them just kind of leaning into how silly that concept is for uh instead of the velvet room it was the velveta room i thought that was pretty cool Uh, Um. (laughs) i'm breaking character right now to just think about velveta on pizza and that is the most (laughs) disgusting thing i've ever thought of fucking coward you say you live in nebraska get the fuck out of here velveta isn't cheese (laughs) yeah and (laughs) oh it's like nacho cheese on the on the pizza it's like glue (laughs) you clearly have never experienced a low as low as i have I really did enjoy um, Charles Martinet reprising his role from the commercials of, of Papa John. Like the marketing lead up mm-hmm. of having, you know, this pizza salesman for like 20 years, all leading up to this game mm-hmm. where he was the enemy. I thought like very cool. Know, Kojima would never. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I, I mean, Charles Martinet, the voice of a generation. Big fan. I, I thought he did an absolutely fucking phenomenal job. A consummate professional. Of course, of course. All around. And that leads us to what my game of the year is that we made this year some some of my you know runners up uh balls of tsushima mm, of course yeah, of course can't forget that Fortnite dance dance appropriation yeah. um love a good just politically charged game at the right time i think that's that's always very important you know we needed it this year if, if we needed this year you know to to distract us from all of the the current unpleasantness um to have just a game where you litigate the carlton uh was I thought very touching and poignant. This one was really hard. I wanted to say that foot car was my favorite because I just really enjoyed the mechanics of chess plus football plus uh, NASCAR plus NASCAR um, in like a five dimensional game. Um, And that's that's good for, you know, casual play. It's good to just log on and play with your friends. But yeah, you know, sometimes like the game of the year doesn't it's up to interpretation. It's maybe not the best made game of the year because like objectively that game is probably the best made game um just in terms of all the systems working with each other it is the most made game (laughs) it is the most game um but i i think that game of the year at least to me should mean something that resonated with you right like because that's obviously something very personal so and so with the unpleasantness this year in combination with my upbringing and um personality uh today all combined to make Untitled Goosefer game Attack and Dethrone God yeah. my favorite game of the year. We made this game with Sam Elisar um, quite recently. Great pick. This was the game where the Untitled Goose, after getting 10 bells from the town in the UK where they are from, uh, the Goose gets their wish and they go back in time to kill Noah and the entire contents of Noah's Ark. It was a Muso game, mm-hmm. so you were... Well, the first mission was, like I said in the in the episode, it was a lot like Metal Gear Solid 2, where you are jumping from a high place onto Noah's Ark. At that point, you then fight his family and some animals along the way. But your main goal is to recruit all of the animals and then overthrow the people so that you can start society and life on Earth anew mm-hmm. with animals as the centerpiece. I thought the twist where you're like going through and doing the mission pretty early on where, you know, you're going after Noah and you're just like, I'm going to kill everything on this fucking boat. But then you like you see some of those animals and they want payback as much as you do. Like they're not happy to be on this boat. They're fucking trapped. And so, right. especially the fish. Why did he do that? Why did he put all those fish right, on the boat? Right. So the twist where you're straight up like you're going in like fucking super bloodthirsty 
and then you you know turn into it turns into this game where you know you're recruiting different animals to like your team you're having this like cool like fucking animal army um in this guso game oh my god okay yes yes i remember that and i didn't react strongly yes, to that of just course now. of course yes um yes <laughs> i'm mad we didn't think about on the episode um yeah dog <laughs> uh i i thought that the goose as a general was very powerful um because the enemies can't plan around him if he doesn't have a plan he's just right we're gonna be here to honk shit up yes I, I thought that was really cool. The fact that you were fighting God at the end of it, where you were just like an army of fucking like gorillas and elephants and like badgers, just like ripping apart angels at heaven's gates. I thought was really fucking cool. Um, you have two of every snake. Exactly. Like, what is God going right. to do? What could God right. do? By one Absolutely. of them, they're done. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> they mm -hmm. may win the battle. That war is over. Um, yeah. I, I thought the, the fact that they confirmed something that we were all just understood to be true, but I'm happy to like see them actually confirm it is that um, the goose is uh, not of this realm. So God has no power there. God cannot kill and cannot understand the goose. Um, sort of inscrutable foul right, that he right, is faced right. with. Yes. It, it, it is the only thing that makes God afraid. Yes. To get that, that uh, final boss fight, what you need to do is you need to, and I'm spoiling it, but this is such a That's, you know yeah. a good uh, gameplay moment that I want everybody to go and play. You get to the end and you are um, gonna kill Noah, and like you said, all of the other animals want revenge as much as you do. So if you actually don't damage anyone, you just stand in the middle as everyone kills Noah's family and mm -hmm. friends and townsfolk that grabbed onto the ark and made their way in because you have to have more than like 10 people right, right i really enjoyed that if you didn't do any damage yourself kind of in the the no russian uh mission mm -hmm. in yeah. call of duty like you don't have to do any of the damage there but if the army that you've recruited up until that point is strong enough you do get sent to god to kill him and then after you kill him from doing that ending he's not the only god that you fight and that's all i'll say but i will say that charles martinet again amazing surprise performance yeah. as uh the god shiva yeah that was very very important for me the voice of a generation truly voice of a generation <laughs> yeah um, absolutely yeah i no, we, nobody says that enough nobody agreed. says voice yeah. of a generation absolutely enough for him yes I, I thought that the side quests were very well fleshed out to the point where there's one I'm going to, you know, spoil it. I'm sorry. But um, yes, you've all played it, though. Everybody, you've listening. You, you, you've played this. One of the one of the uh, animals is like, hey, uh, we've got some like weird stuff going on over in this part of our territory. Can you go investigate it? Um, and you actually find humans and like naturally your first instinct, of course, is to just fucking kill them. Like, you know, that's that's what you've always done. But if you hold off you you kind of like make a make a truce with with them and you actually recruit the human animal species into your army which is super fucking overpowered let's be real here um yeah you get the truce goose um um like achievement as well which is very good that fucking opposable thumbs perk man i i don't know i don't i don't yeah like i don't know if you had that on your first playthrough but like I was fucking just like one shotting angels left and right with howitzers. Right, because the angels did come down. Yeah, the Metatron, the uh, the the angels that are just two concentric circles with eyes and hands. Yeah, 
which is literally in the Bible and terrifying to think about. There's also an ending where if you just totally massacre everyone, you kill God and then uh, the devil comes up and like congratulates you um, and wants to team up with you. But then you can kill him as well, mm-hmm. leaving it so that there is no like an ambivalent universe with nothing good nor evil presiding over it. Only. Yeah, I love like just dipping back into primordial chaos, you know, entropy and chaos. Yeah, right. I thought it was uh, a nice touch that the uh, end credit scene for that, you know, like devil ending um, after you kill the devil, you you find out that he actually just had a bell that you really wanted under his throne um, and you just take that and then, right. you know, that just cuts to black. That was very cool. You have one egg that you can lay to start your progeny, start your, mm. uh, you can sire children and you have to sort of like in the Chow mini games in um, Sonic Adventure 2, you had to choose where you raised it. And so you could go with like a heaven egg or a deviled egg as your... <laughs> I just got a stare. I hate you. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, then you can do like a new game plus with that goose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of do, you know, sort of like all of the other souls like uh, Muso games that are out there. You can do, um, you know, up to new game plus seven yeah. to get like a supreme deity uh, goose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he has 10 bells. Fucking think about that shit. Um, we are not going to talk about games anymore. No. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're yeah. <laughs> um, I hope this episode was just not us just like jerking each other off for like 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> like it, it very well could be. No, no. <laughs> Here's the part of the show that is going to be sincere and real and not a goof in this year we've gotten, I think we've gotten like 10,000 plays. Yeah. We've got like hundreds of subscribers where constantly in the top 300 for um leisure, leisure. <laughs> podcasts we're in the top 3000 podcasts like worldwide which is like really crazy when you think about yeah. how many podcasts exist and of course these metrics don't really like we, we don't do it for any of that like we don't ask for money anymore we don't you know we're just we're not doing this for clout we're literally just doing it to vibe <laughs> yeah it's it, the moment this stops being fun for us we're gonna stop doing it honestly right um, and it it, right. It, it it is especially with just how hard this year has been like speaking for myself you know like my mental health has just gone so fucking downhill um i'm just like mm-hmm so much more aware of how exhausted and tired I am. And this is still like, no matter how burnt out I am or how just shitty I feel in my brain or in my body, um, this is a show like doing this show has always just been super fun. Um, it's I think going to continue to be super fun because it's just us, you know, making silly goofs with friends. And the fact that people like it has also been like a huge, just, motivator for at least me personally you know it's it's been nice to have it's been nice that something that we enjoy doing is like giving joy to people in a year that there is certainly nowhere near enough of yeah and i think that's really cool and it means a whole fucking lot to me yeah we launched uh some good shows this year yeah that's how <laughs> fuck shit god and that was really cool. Everything ranked Hamburglor, Hamburglor season two. There's interesting developments with the, all of basically all of our shows um, going forward. Um, and mm. big three was started as well, which has been a good way for at least me to talk about something in a serious way on yeah. a podcast. God knows the rest of our shows aren't. It does feel good that there are. I know that I will like, you know, get a DM from somebody about most episodes we put out of just like mm-hmm. jesus christ that stupid yeah. joke you made or something like yep. that that shit means a lot like truly 
yeah it's it's it is one of the things that is keeping me going for sure yeah yeah we would probably be doing it like mm. regardless if anybody was listening because it's still fun but right like knowing like like oh like somebody's gonna get a good like joke out of that stupid sound effect i put in the <laughs> like right, the seinfeld right. song sound i put in the <laughs> fucking thing um that's always that's always really cool speaking of um nes pod and how long we'll do it get ha- have fun with these last four episodes in in january because that's those are the last yep. four nes pod episodes we're going to do i just want to stress the show is not ending right <laughs> yeah the, sh- the show isn't ending but the episodes after this will be the last four episodes of uh, the NES pod and then things are going to uh, we're, we're entering a new console cycle I'll say that yeah, Maybe. <laughs> yeah that's that's a good way to describe that um, we the show will look a little different this yes. audio program same same but different yeah. yeah so everyone thank you so much for listening to this I guess the last Nest Pod game of the year. Episode, yeah, that's technically true. <laughs> if you li- like, if you have a game that you um, liked from the year and you want to tell us about it, get at us at um, at the NES Pod on mm-hmm. Twitter. Not just to like celebrate us or whatever, but just be right. like, what what goofy thing can you think of or whatever? You know? Yeah, I I, I genuinely want to hear that stuff from people. Like I this the thing about the show is that there's kind of like no wrong answers which is kind of the magic of it mm-hmm. so like if you have a funny stupid goof you want to make on some of the games that got made this year fucking hit us up i would genuinely love to hear that and like it would make my heart just feel real good and happy if <laughs> you got any joy out of anything that we've done this year and absolutely felt inspired to just you know fuck around with it a little bit um and speaking of fucking around in the description will be a link for our discord where you can go and talk about you know we talk about movies we talk about shrek we talk about just kind of uh liner notes and comments about the episodes that go up yeah usually people just being like hey hamburglore is a fucking lot and i'm like yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's that and so uh finally um if you want to see me on twitter i am at victory position uh, I am at the Camdy Man, and this has been the New Entertainment System Podcast's Game of the Year special. And as always, super herpes. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Great, sure, fuck it. <laughs>